This is the Confidence Company Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Padigos, and this show is dedicated to activating your potential so you can live your fullest life from the inside out. Come with an open mind and let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the Confidence Company Podcast. I'm so excited you're here today on this Mindset Monday episode. If you are ready to do some mind exercises, some mind stretching, you are in the right place. So today we're going to be talking about your upper limit. If you are upper limiting in your life right now. So I have one question for you. How good are you willing to let it get? So this concept of upper limiting is from this book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And I've talked about this book before on this podcast, and I just felt really called to share about it again. Um, I've talked about upper limiting also in different ways on this podcast, um, such as your subconscious edge, right? When you get to the edge of your subconscious programming, same concept, This is such a great book. I highly recommend it. It does such a great job of explaining what our mind does and all the wacky things it can come in and do and why it does it and how to move past it. So go ahead and get your copy of it. It's so good. Okay, so what is your upper limit? I'm going to read an excerpt from the book. Each of us has an inner thermostat setting that determines how much love, success, and creativity we allow ourselves to enjoy. When we exceed our inner thermostat setting, we will often do something to sabotage ourselves, causing us to drop back into the old familiar zone where we feel secure. Unfortunately, our thermostat setting usually gets programmed in early childhood before we can think for ourselves. Once programmed, our upper limit thermostat setting holds us back from enjoying all the love, financial abundance, and creativity that's rightfully ours. It keeps us in our zone of competence, or at best, our zone of excellence. It prevents us from living in the ultimate destination of the journey our zone of genius. So is this dinging a bell, ringing a bell in any area of your life? Okay, so I admit that it is a lot easier to see when we are self-sabotaging or that we have self-sabotaged in retrospect, right? When when we're out of the situation and the circumstance and we're looking back and be like, oh, why did I do that? And there are instances where we can definitely catch ourselves and question our behaviors and asking ourselves, like, why am I starting this argument right now when everything was going great? Or why did I just spend all that money when I just made the most money I've ever made? Right? So here's some examples that the book gives. Um, some scenarios where you could be self-sabotaging and it's like um, this rubber band effect, right? So maybe you can get past your upper limit, but it's but you don't stay there and you just rubber band back to your familiar circumstances. So here's some examples. You make a big financial surge forward, such as a big stock market win or something else that causes a meaningful financial change. Almost before you've had a chance to celebrate an argument or an illness or some other negative occurrence throws a wet blanket on the good feelings. 
you're feeling close to your love partner. Perhaps you're sitting together quietly sipping a glass of your favorite wine. Seemingly out of nowhere, an argument sparks into flame. The close feelings disappear. You're embroiled in a conflict that stretches into hours or maybe even days. You're sitting alone in your office or your living room. You feel happy and at ease. Suddenly, your mind swerves and plunges into a stream of negative thoughts. Seconds later, you're obsessing about the awful condition of the world or focusing on the dreadful color of your carpets. (laughs) So... Here are some things that our minds do, our subconscious minds do if we are upper limiting and we're not giving ourselves permission to get to maintain a higher thermostat, a positive feelings. That's what this is all about. It's like we get to our upper limit of this is as good as it gets And it's like we don't know how to sustain or hold or embody good, positive emotions. And so our upper limit will kick in like this trigger and our mind will do different things to sabotage the positive feelings. So one of the ways that an upper limit shows up, gets triggered, is through guilt, right? Making us feel guilty that things are going great, (laughs) let's say you're in a a very abundant season in your life and you're like, you're actually getting what you wanted, everything that you've been working towards and your health is great. Your career is great. You're making the most money you've ever made. Your relations are, your your relationships are great. And, um, and then all of a sudden you feel guilty that things are going great. And you might have thoughts of, do I even deserve this? Or what about the other people who don't have this? Or Maybe I shouldn't share, you know, that I'm things are so great and you might start agreeing with gossip or conflict or um, trying to look for things to complain about just to be in the familiar and feel like that's more relatable to other people. Um, another thing that our mind will do is worry to take away that positive feeling um, and then also deflecting. So avoiding positive emotion altogether. Um, I do know someone who does this quite often and he will, like if you give him a positive compliment or feedback, he will find a way to minimize it or make it seem like it was nothing brush it off, or even look for something negative that he did to, like, cover up the positiveness. And I used to do that, too. And it's been a journey, but I've gotten a lot better of, like, learning to just receive it, right? Just receive it. If someone's trying to give you positive feedback, if if your life is going good, just receive it. And so this is where you can get consciously aware of Am I letting things be good or am I looking for a limitation? Am I looking to agree with a limitation or an excuse to justify scarcity instead of letting things be good? Another thing our mind, our subconscious mind will do, right? Because subconscious self-sabotage is like it's It's something we're not aware of. That's the subconscious mind. It's like this automatic program coming in, getting triggered, getting tripped, and it just like, it comes out of nowhere. 
And so squabbling. So the the example of the relationship um, scenario where things are going great and all of a sudden there's like an argument, even though things were just lovely and getting romantic. And then all of a sudden an argument comes out of nowhere. Um, so I have hands down done this before. And it's so funny when we start looking at ourselves and questioning, like, why did I just do that? Is that, (laughs) was that realistic? Was that necessary? Like, oh my gosh, can I just let things be good? You know? Okay. And the last one is getting sick or getting hurt. And that is a subconscious mind. So yes, not every sickness or illness or, or, you know, every time I get hurt, doesn't have to be an upper limit problem. Um, and the book does a good job of explaining that as well. So, but that's the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind, right? It's all connected to our immune system and our physical our physical body. Now, when we get to our upper limit, this is where the belief systems that are within us get triggered. And so one of the main belief systems that get triggered is that I'm fundamentally flawed. And if I'm fundamentally flawed, then I things won't be good right? Things can't stay good or good things don't happen for me. My life can't go well for me. My relationships don't go well for me because I'm fundamentally flawed and I won't have financial success, right? So the fundamentally flawed belief is what needs to shift in order to... There's some other beliefs that um, the book talks about, but as I think about this, um, the big beliefs that I've seen as a theme in many clients is like not being good enough, not feeling lovable or like believing that we're lovable on a deep level and believing that what we want isn't available for us. So if we have any of those stored in our subconscious mind, then we are definitely going to hit an upper limit And the thing is, is that we're all human and we're all going to be hitting upper limits um, in different areas at different times. And it's, it's, you never arrive. That's the thing. You never arrive and at the finish line of your inner work journey and be like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm perfect. I have no more problems, no more issues, no more upper limits. (laughs) That's just not going to happen. So just keep in mind that this is a journey and nothing is wrong with you and you're doing amazing. It's very brave and very beautiful inner work. And it might feel um, frustrating at times, but I've, I feel like it's so liberating and freeing and interesting. So I wouldn't trade it for the world. So um, the book gives some really great questions for you, and here they are. Here is a, this is what I want you to like journal about, think about. This is your mindset exercise today. 
how can I extend the periods of contentment in my life? So what I also want you to think about is we are very much conditioned to um, look to our external circumstances or when we get this, then I'll be content, right? When I get this job, when I have this money, when I, um, whatever, finish that sentence, then I'll be. And so that's what we want to shift. We don't want to wait for an external condition to, um, give us a feeling or give us that result that we want. And every result that we want is ultimately giving us a feeling that we desire to embody or experience. So with the, um, with this question, how can I extend the periods of contentment in my life? I want you to um, not think about an external um, condition that is that you're looking to give you contentment and play with the energy of contentment. Like, where do you feel contentment when you do feel that? Where do you feel that in your body? And you get to generate that feeling. You're a power plant of energy and you actually create energy and you don't have to wait for something outside of you to give you that energy. You can actually create it. So how can you prolong that feeling of contentment and like really feel where that lives in your body and practice holding that energy? Or for example, what I do is I will kind of play a game with myself and ask myself, how long can, am I willing to hold this feeling and really test the limits of what my body is wanting to do? Okay, next question to follow that up is, am I willing, like I said, am I willing to increase the amount of time every day that I feel good inside? So to follow up with that, the next question is, am I willing to increase the amount of time every day that I feel good inside? And by feeling good, I'm talking about a natural inner sense of well-being that's not dependent on outside factors, such as what you've eaten or what you might be doing. It's important to begin with a willingness to feel good inside because there's no sense enhancing other parts of your life at the expense of your inner well-being. Whoa. Okay, the next question after that. Am I willing to increase the amount of time that my whole life goes well? Next, am I willing to feel good and have my life go well all the time? And this is such a powerful question. And he talks about how people, humanity is always stretching the limits of what's possible. And so that might sound um, like this is where our cynical selves may come up and say that's impossible to feel good all the time. Or, you know, we're supposed to experience negative things in life and all of that. And what he's arguing here is that if it's our mindset that we have to experience a negative feeling or negative life or negative experiences, um, then we get to 
we're, we're like fighting for that limitation. So he says, I'm arguing in favor of limitation. If I argue for my limitations, I get to keep them. Ultimately, we have to ask ourselves, what's the payoff for arguing forcefully for our limitations? Like, whoa, that is a total gut check. And if we answer this question really honestly, take an honest look at ourselves at where we are arguing for our limitation, remember your words carry power. Your words carry power, your intention, your energy. You are a co-creator and you're creating your life. And part of the way you create your life is through your words and what you are speaking into existence. And so if you are arguing for your limitations, you straight up get to keep them, right? And I'm preaching to myself here as well. So we take a look at where we're doing that because people people are so incredible. And like I said, people have the ability to stretch what's possible and show us that, for example, the four-minute mile, like that used to not be a thing. And once that was a thing, and I feel really bad for not knowing who did that first, um, <laughs> off the top of my head, but once that was done, right before that was inconceivable, but once it was done, then people started to do it, right? Because once we see another person doing what we once thought was impossible, now our subconscious mind sees that it is possible and we automatically build this belief inside of us that says, if they can do it, I can do it too. So these are really powerful questions to help us take responsibility, right? Take responsibility for our life, for our positive experience of our life and how good we are willing to let it get. It's truly up to us to allow ourselves to have a positive experience and feel good. And all of this, the book leads into you living in your zone of genius. And this is where your full expression of you living in your gifts exists. So again, I highly recommend this book journaling those questions and taking a look at the areas of your life where you want to see breakthrough in and ask yourself, how good am I willing to let this get for me? This is where we can start stepping out of our own way. All right. Wishing you an abundant week ahead and I'll see you next episode. Thank you for listening to the podcast. It is my honor to be a part of your journey. If it feels aligned to you, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review and help enrich someone else's path by sharing this episode with a friend, a family member, or on your social media and stay tuned for the next episode.